0: Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes, till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed.
1: Now I saw those bodies, and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem.
0: There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. Melissa, did you see what I got? Oh my God.
1: I love when Lisa gets shit. Mask up, bitches! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: a. This is a hand-tooled leather face hugger mask. It's got Shut like, like your fucking like snaps mommy. in the back and shit. Have, Have you worn you? it to the grocery yet? Well, no, I just got it yesterday. I, I really want to wear it. I wanna because I, I have actually been going into to my physical office like once a week and uh-huh. I wanna oh. wear it. I wanna wear it on the train just, so that will guarantee that nobody sits next to me. No
1: one's <laughs> coming near your ass, dude. That
0: fucking thing. It's it's made by <laughs> Where the fuck does one find that? Her name her name is Erin McLaughlin and <laughs> uh, and she uh, runs a company called Hard Road Leather and am looking uh, it up ASAP. i was just like fuck yeah i don't care how much it costs i had to like give I don't her my care how much it costs. I, I had to give her like my head measurements and everything it was
2: like it was it was hardcore i'm really into what you're telling me it was it was hardcore and i was i just, would be horrified to give anybody my head measurements because my head your is your head's huge. fucking huge dude it is i've got the big cambodian head
1: yeah the big t- cambodian me. head i'm going to write you a song a song my big <laughs> cambodian heads you've been making some good food Yin. yeah you, have you been
2: uh, like my instagram and stuff i like I'm to go over
1: your fucking kale chip forest on <laughs> my there. kale chips on my red beets i'm all over i'm be- like beets i gotta
0: got a kale chip forest <laughs> <laughs> i hate you lisa
1: okay this is gonna be all right well so all right welcome shall, back shall we begin Season do two, it?
0: season two of, of Stay Scary podcast. Oh my shit. This is season two, the start of season two? This is the, this is the start of season two. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Congratulations. We, yeah. Who, who knew? Who knew? Like it's a magical,
1: way. mystical journey. In the midst of all this shit fuckery. Oh. We, 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 I are, know. Cause remember when we did like that, you were like, I don't even know if it's going to survive. Like, if we can get it on the platforms or whatever. Oh, how excellent. And here we are. You so, yes, do. Stay Scary Podcast. Uh, what what was our tagline? A very silly
0: podcast about very serious horror. My name is Lisa McColgan. I'm in Key Firm. Returning
1: guest, da, 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 Melissa Jean Claude Van Ham. <laughs> it's-
0: yes. Yes, we couldn't think of a better, a better, uh, a better guest to 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 kick us off. I mean, we, we have some legendary return guests, and, and you are in the pantheon of, of the legendary. Oh, why, thank you. Sure, I'm ready to
1: talk about teen witches.
0: Teen witches. Yes, which is interesting because uh, we just recently learned that they they have done a reboot of The Craft. There, no. there's a reboot of the craft because people cannot keep their hands off of movies that shouldn't be remade
2: yeah yeah you know, they, they they've done this with a lot of 80s movies or they'll or, or they'll find ways to breathe new life like the cobra kai thing was a way of breathing new life into okay. but that was, <laughs> that was good that was
0: good it can work
2: it can work
0: in fairness, we haven't, I mean, I watched the, uh, the trailer and, and a lot of it, you know, references the, the original. They, they do the light as a feather, stiff as a board thing. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a little, a little um, shout out to Feruza Balk um, in the appearance of a um, Polaroid. That I think falls. I, it looks to me like it falls out of like the the book about you know the craft or or whatever. Um, yeah, but I don't know if Feruza actually appears. No, it's not I,
2: the I, 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 from, right. from what I from what I read that they'll she appears in the film, but it's going to be um, archived footage from the old film that they're okay.
1: Yeah. Right. As much as I'm um, already mad about it. I will be front row center in my home to watch that. And I will tell you that I have an unnatural attachment to Nev Campbell. Okay. So, like, I actually have a copy of her California driver's license. Like, that's the kind of creep I am. That is, what? I'm a fan i'm a fan did you like so when did you first when did you first start getting attached when did you start um, I your was for nev campbell uh obvi during her party of five days but i couldn't decide between her i also enjoyed bailey in his little puppy dog letter jacket way um Dimples. yeah i've been all over nev campbell since the early nineties. Okay. But so, so what I want to know, so I want to know is how the fuck did you get a copy of her driver's license? It was presented to me by my best friend, Mary Ellen on one of my birthdays. And I have no idea and I should have it with me so I can show it to you right now. Wow. wow. All right. Well, my
0: attachment, my attachment to the craft, because I I have thoughts about the craft. um, But my attachment is, uh, is, is one. um, My friend Kay Hanley is on this, uh, on the soundtrack. That soundtrack is dope, but the yeah. letters to Cleo, the letters to Clio cover of um uh, dangerous type by the cars. So uh so I have that connection. And then uh Firuza Balk retweeted me one time like a few years ago. So that's um. that's kind of awesome.
1: Now uh Lisa, um this is a question for you um, okay. before we get into ripping apart these biatches and these movies. Um so obviously, you know, you are. Are studying, you know, with Lori Cabot. You've you studied your. This is a, a real for you. Um, but I have noticed, as anyone that can't can help but notice that, you know, when the administration changed, I I I. There's this huge explosion of pop culture for witches right now. The a witchy aesthetic. Uh, this people getting back to the natural world, and I was wondering um, what someone who practices rich witchcraft for real. Thinks about this explosion of sort of, I don't know, pseudo witchcrafty stuff that we're seeing all around us on Instagram, in media, in film, everywhere. I see it as as you know th- there there are spikes in interest like after the the
0: craft came out originally in nineteen ninety six there was you know you saw a huge spike of young women who became you know very interested in Wicca um, and you know the proliferation of new age stores and and things like that so I don't I I haven't really sensed more of um, I don't know that it's 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 necessarily just witchcraft I mean. I mean, there's certainly, you know, people are are really leaning into whatever their religion is, um, I think, because of this. It's just you feel helpless, you feel isolated, Um, you know, for, for me, I mean... My interest in witchcraft goes much further back than a uh, pandemic. Um, and I was studying a couple of different things before I eventually fell into um, the Cabot tradition.
1: Yeah, I mean... I was just curious because um, when I was looking up some of these movies, you know, and of course... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Yin. Oh, no. I, like, one observation that I
2: made, like, over almost all of the movies that I looked at was there's this theme of, you know, girl girl young girl is an outcast in her world young girl comes into her power not unlike our menstruation menstruation episode uh back in season one and then she finds her power and a couple of different things happens and we can, we'll get into that when we talk about the other movies and then you know there and then there's some kind of like a resolution to all of that where either their power does them in or their power makes them, you know, understand what, that there's a responsibility that comes along with it, all of that stuff. So I, I feel like it's, it's like a, a response to, you know, just growing up uh, some of it, you know, and understanding who you are, self-exploration, self-study. Um, that's, that's my two cents.
1: I, w- I was thinking like, as I was researching, you know, just like an overview in the movies, you know, like, you know, cause I do, Sort of look at stuff to do this podcast, sadly, <laughs> in addition to my horrid knowledge that's innate. Um, <laughs> my horrid knowledge that, uh, you know, as politics go, It seems the response to, I don't want to keep using I I get what
2: you're saying because I feel, I feel like, you know, if we're, you know, I think a lot of women are feeling very threatened by this administration because feeling like a lot of our rights and a lot of our powers are going to be stripped away from us. They're talking, they're looking at Roe v. Wade now, you know, there are all these other things, you know, Brett Kavanaugh being, um, you know,
1: put up into the Supreme
2: Court. That was a, that was a thing.
1: Well, they do have, um, as I was looking, so- you know, they're, they're talking about since the 2016 election, like, like, like uh, dissident witches. Okay. Like, speaking of Brett Kavanaugh, like there are covens around the world that have been casting for, for the United States and for things that are happening to us. And as I looked back, I realized in the seventies during that wait for first, you know, feminism, there was a group called Witch. Do you know about this, Lisa? I think it was. Uh, what are they? What is it? It's uh, Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Oh. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> and they did Wait, Melissa, Can you just say just say the so, acronym again?
1: Because yes, I just I, I want everybody to get it. Yep. This is this will be my next tattoo. Which Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from hell <laughs> but in and in, in it was but it was just in talking about like images like say bewitched right yeah. that was all cutesy stuff yeah. like cutesy with the nose and yeah. she was everything was about domestic blitz right she used her power to like make the floor vacuum or like some bullshit and then as you see the feminist revolution start to happen, that image of witch changes. And then we have witches from hell. and yeah. But they were doing um, protests. But I was thinking about, um, you know, these young, young, the image of young witches and thinking about today. See, when people <laughs> talk about
0: bewitched, like we, we, we have to we have to remember Endora. You know, everyone's Thank like, oh.
2: Andorra, Andorra knew what was up. Lisa's got this kick-ass Andorra graphic uh, tote bag, and it's it's quite the iconic thing. Uh, going back to that period, though, you just reminded me of Bell Book and Candle. I don't know if you guys oh, remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. With Pie yeah. Wacket and, yeah. Bell Book and, and
1: Candle. Yep. Yeah, oh, that was, I used to love that. It was on 56 in the afternoons on Saturdays <laughs> after gymnastics class. So I, I just was, like, thinking, like, you know, what about, like, these young witches, like, as symbols of, you know, they're anti- Patriarchy, of course, because okay, that's that's a thing, and and just and capable of enacting change, right? So capable of enacting change, and I think yeah. that's where fear comes from, right? I mean, we've been talking a lot, you you and I, us girls, us ladies. We've done a lot of movies together um, on this show, quite a, quite a few, and I think uh, we come back a lot of times. I think because we're three bitches, okay, talking about these horror tropes and you know this this fear of young women be it carrie be it the the ones from the craft the exorcist all all of it yeah so you know i still like to come back to my lesbian patriarchy talking points as always my feminist dribble but um, you should wipe the, that up. Get yeah, a bucket but, and a but mop. It, it is interesting <laughs> how the imagery and how um, women in film or TV or pop culture in general are portrayed as the politics change. That image of the witch changes through the decades of. I go along with that. Yes. So, who wants to talk about some more funny shit? Go ahead. Right, well, I mean, like let let's 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 dig in. Let's dig well,
2: into. I want to know about Lisa and when she first became a witch. When? How old were you when you first decided that this was the path you wanted to go down? Were you a teenager at that time? Was um, a resident witch. <sighs> I it's hard. It's hard to to, to,
0: I mean, I have always had um, had sort of um, an ability to go into sort of a deep um, alpha trance state. That is something that I've always been able to do. And it, it, it's something that I only recognized in my childhood studying with Lori is, uh, is to go into an alpha state, uh, which is recommended for any kind of spell work or any kind of deep uh, guided meditation work.
2: I, I do believe that there's a little bit of witch in everybody. You know? Oh, sure. Like, and, so, and Melissa, do you feel any affinity towards the witchiness yourself?
1: Um interesting that you should ask that um I'm a hippie man so I kind of like I
0: don't know I can oh, smell I like, even I can smell your patchouli
1: from here. I haven't even applied it yet this morning. <laughs> doesn't so, even matter. It's coming out of your pores. The you know, when I used to when I used to be a dog when I used to have my dog walking company, my clients would be like, God damn it. Like <laughs> it's so weak and it smells like patchouli in the kitchen. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I was hungry. <laughs> uh, but um <laughs> so I do find myself um no, I mean, so oddly, I am not descended from witches, but I am descended uh, directly from Rebecca Nurse, who, as you know, was hung. Um, and I, we've searched for her grave because we're members of the of her home in Danvers because we're family, um, and they give you a free membership. And so,
2: Melissa, but, tell tell people who Rebecca Nurse was for the uh, uninitiated.
1: Um, well, I'm not like a historian of her, but, um, Rebecca nurse was falsely accused in the Salem witch trials, um, in the book, the crucible, um, which, you know, is a, we all know is just a thinly veiled thing for McCarthyism. That's what that, that book is about, but very, I mean, running in very similar tracks, I mean, to the Salem witch trials and, and the McCarthyism isn't, isn't a stretch. It wasn't like a genius, but, um you know, Rebecca Nurse in The Crucible, to me, is the only intrinsically good character, one of the only intrinsically good characters, and she is hung, Um, she was hung, Uh, there is a memorial for her in that little park in Salem, that little, yeah, the benches, the benches, so, you know, we're, my brother has lived in Japan for almost 40 years, so traditionally, you know, burn incense for ancestors. So every time I go to Salem, we go to her memorial and we and people think we're doing some shit. And it's like, bitches, I am just burning a fucking incense. Like everyone's taking pictures, you know, at Salem. It's like I'm just honoring my ancestors. Yeah. But that's who she is. But I do feel though, like during um the pandemic, I, I feel like I mean I've I'm already close to nature. I work outside you know, I've worked outside for 20 years. Um, so I'm, I feel very in tune with like the cycles of nature and the light, uh, where people that work inside, I feel are very out of touch with outdoor. Um, not just out of touch with the rhythms of yeah. nature, where I feel very in touch with them having, you know, walked the same woods and everything for 20 something years here. Um, but I do feel like during the pandemic, I've, you know, we grew a lot of our own food, like you did this summer. Um, we're, you know, I, I just, you know, my mother passed away, as as you girls know. Um, for the audience, my mother passed away, and we've been taking care of her for a very long time. She had Alzheimer's, and um, the other day, I was, I've been sleeping in her room because I cannot sleep with my children anymore because <laughs> they're long and kicky. And, um, we don't feel like being like, and now you have to sleep in your dead grandmother's room. So I go in there and, uh, dead Nana's room, go to bed. So, um, I went in there, but the other day I like, I was just, you know, looking at her dresser, which is untouched. And all of a sudden I couldn't look at it anymore. And I got up and I cleared all my mom's stuff off. And then I just had this blank dresser and I burst into tears, la la la, make a long story short. Later that night, all of a sudden, I just, I was sitting in her chair by the window. It was, a, it was looking at the moon. And all of a sudden, I just got up. I got a tapestry. I went here. I went there. And before you knew it, I had this whole altar for mom. And it's—and now it's an altar for everybody. But it's got so much nature stuff and pictures. And, and I like candles. And it makes me feel good. So yeah. I don't really have, like, I'm no uh, scholar of, but I do... I I do feel connected, and I think that if we talked to a, if we stopped a lot of women on the street, they might say very similar things. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I
0: I think I think what you did was very. I mean, altars are, are I mean, I have altars all over my house. Um, and and now your mother is an ancestor. Yes. Um, so it's it's important to you know. I, I think you know we memorialize our our loved ones and our ancestors in, in different ways. I mean, I know Yin in, in, um,
2: in Asian culture, there are definitely altars to ancestors. And my mother would burn incense and, uh, offerings to her ancestors from time to time. Um, other things that, you know, I think that, follow into, um, you know, folk medicine and and spiritual traditions in Asia um, are very close to the earth and also follow a lot of the, um, you know, lunar new year is, you know, what Asian people would Uh, celebrate, you know, and I, and I think that part of, and, and, you know, understanding that spirits and the water are together. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of parallels that I think that can be drawn across cultures. And I think that those things are instinctual. I think those are things that are inherent in all of us. And if you tune in, if you're able to like, you know, getting into that alpha space space, or getting into whatever brain space you need to get to, I think you become your own guru. You become your own Sherpa or whatever you want to call it. You become your own guide and you get guided into what feels right to you, what feels true to you. And one of the, I'm just going to make a criticism of modern culture in general is that there are so many people or so many, um, channels that are going to tell you, um, what to believe, what not to believe. And we're ignoring, you know, I think that going inward feelings. So the more we cultivate that, I think the smarter we become at looking at the information that's being presented to us. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? All right, all right. I'm off my soapbox. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should uh, we should dig into we should dig into uh, the craft. Teen witches, yes. Teen witches.
1: Nev <laughs> Campbell in my face. <laughs> Even though she was like scarred horribly with burns. Let you must go. have liked
2: her in wild things then Melissa. Um,
1: please, Yen, Come on. Of course. Manon
0: take my scars. What? Take I my so- scars. <laughs> Nev, Nev, yeah, Nev was I mean like yeah, like there's 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 four of them, you know, for the 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 four the four corners. Um and and of the four actresses, uh Faruza and and Rachel True actually uh have a uh, witch experience.
2: And dabble in. Oh in my craft. God! Well, Faruza Bok bought uh, an occult store, didn't she? I think so. Yeah, she bought an occult store uh, while she, she
0: was um, doing research on the craft. She makes. Uh, she makes a lot of little witchy things that you can buy off her website, and and Rachel True does uh, does uh, tarot.
2: Rachel, did you see that she her most recent things were. Half and Half, which was a series on TV and uh, the Boulay brothers, Dragula in 2019.
1: Dracula, <laughs> Dragula. Dragula's
2: awesome. <laughs> and she did the, a movie called Blood Lake Attack of the Killer Lampreys in 2014. Oh, shit. And she well, also did really... Of, of the four,
0: I got to say, you know, I'm a Farooza girl. I th- just think she chews up
2: so much fucking scenery in that movie and she's just oh my god and she still looks good have you seen like, hot. pictures of her now even oh yeah no listen she's
0: hot she's hot I would jump the fence for Feruza
2: <laughs> oh wow and she's she's actually pretty good musician too did you hear yep. some of her music yeah she's well her dad's band? her dad her dad's a musician her dad yeah so, like the the thing that I saw was uh, Armed Love Militia, and if you go on YouTube, you can look at Armed Love Militia, and it's Feruza Balk's band, and she's got a very pretty voice. Um, it's very kind of like dark and ethereal and and beautiful, actually. So, big props to uh, Feruza Balk.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm Team Nancy on that movie. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot to love in that movie. I I appreciate that they clearly worked with. With witches uh, uh, to to inform the the narrative of the movie, um, and a lot of it, they you know they definitely get into the threefold law when you're casting a circle, you know, you calling calling the uh, the the elements. So yeah, so I where did they get it wrong? Well, I mean. <laughs> Where, where they get it wrong is, you know, is that the, you know, oh, watch out, you know, teenage girls are going to abuse their power and, and, and they're, they're ripe for, you know, the devil (laughs) that that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, problematic. There's, there's a lot that's great about the movie, you know, I mean, they take care of the, you know, asshole, jock boy but you know not you know he becomes a stalker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and the girl that loses her hair is it, well i mean yeah i mean yeah. christine taylor deserved to lose her hair
1: um <laughs> but i i think it, it is interesting that the first things that they do with their powers are to like you know go after the guy like make the pretty girl ugly like yeah. you know right
2: going after the bullies going after bullies going yeah it's after it's very miss- them. It's, it's, you know, it's intention and,
0: and, and they talk about, I think that, I think actually the, the woman who owns the store, you know, talks about intention and, and that's, you know, sort of, you know, the big thing and you have to be very, very careful about you know manifesting or asking for anything because if, if if your wording is not correct and your intent is not correct i mean that shit will backfire you gotta you gotta be careful you gotta, you gotta be come careful. correct
2: with those spells man. you gotta
0: come correct and you yeah. gotta be real specific and 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 keep it simple um But yeah, you know, at first it's, it's well-intentioned, you know, they're trying to defend one another because they've got their little girl gang and, um, men on take my scars, take my scars, men on take my scars.
1: (laughs) Don't make fun of my girl, man.
0: You know, well, but, you know, just and kidding. so, so she, so she, her scars go away. She becomes confident. You know, she swaggers in with her giant tatas and that, you know, ultimate nineties little outfit and, and then gets a big head <laughs> along with her big tits and, and becomes, you know, arrogant and, you know, yeah, it's a cautionary tale, but it's just sort of like, what the fuck is wrong with being confident?
1: <laughs> like, right. How is that yeah. supposed to backfire on you? There was a lot of like uh nineties sort of, Oh, it was this? a total 90s Uh yeah. Buffy, I know that's not a witch, but Supernatural, like Buffy was a huge series in the 90s. Um, yeah. What else? We had the well, crash.
2: The, the, first, the, the first Sabrina, the right. Teenage Witch that's series. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I looked at Practical Magic, but before we do that, I actually looked at Teen Witch from 1989. Right. I did too. Yep. Yeah, and which was campy as fuck in the most delightful way. It was very 80s um same time that came out there was field of dreams and pet cemetery um yeah so those were those kind of over pet
1: cemetery
2: yeah yeah so th- you know we're talking that era and uh zelda rubinstein is in that who we all love from the poltergeist movies and her other little cameos and other things do i do it do i
1: do it Please do, it do, do it. it do it do it this house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking watched that the other night and I was so delighted. All are welcome. Oh, I thought of you, Lisa, because we had a, in an a earlier podcast, we had talked a little bit. We were talking about effects or something, and you were talking about when the steak crawls across the counter. Like, it's still a good effect from 1982. The yeah. effects in that movie were, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Zelda, Zelda keeps
2: showing up as this mystical, you know, like wise woman figure. She plays Madame Serena and Dick Sargent is also in the movie. Except
0: except when Zelda's in 16 Candles and she's clearly got a whole bunch of nips in her bag. She's walking, down, she's walking down the aisle to play the, the organ and you can hear all the nips going, slink,
2: slink, slink. Oh, I need a drink. <laughs> oh, man. And she's singing along. She's singing along and she's playing the organ. And Here out. comes
1: the bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh lisa i love your drama background so <laughs> oh my god
2: so i mean robin robin lively i don't know what she has done since that movie but joshua miller who plays her little brother who is absolutely hyster i think he's hysterical he's my favorite person in that whole movie um so if you guys decide to see it out there, um, look for the little brother, the bratty little brother. He's funny. Um, but here she, again, it's the same thing as with the craft. She's an outcast, nerdy little kid. You know, she turns 16, all of a sudden has powers and she, you know, loses a friendship eventually with a friend who is really a loyal friend of hers. Um, there's a lot of bad rapping in the movie. Um, oh, yeah.
1: So yeah. bad. Oh Yes. Don't they have like a, is there like a rap battle it's a bunch of like white and a dance off or something rapping
2: yeah. and it's terrible it is just stiff and awful and terrible and you know but she does the same thing she uses her powers to get back at bullies get back at you know the cheerleader girls that were kind of not so great to her teach her, get this boy to like her become popular And, you know, and then you start, there are these like, um, questions that I think keep coming up whenever, whenever, whenever anybody tries to use, I don't want to say use magic because I really think that everybody has the capacity to use magic and, you know, and we use magic in ways that I don't think we're aware that we use magic. Anytime we put our energy behind, you know, a thought to do something that's moving energy around to me, that's magic. So, you know, but she's, but. When I guess forcing your will on something like I want to make this person like me, you question, does this person like me because they genuinely like me or because I manipulated a situation to make that happen? You know, and I think that's when it, it when you think about like, uh, working or working along with whatever's happening and accepting what is and what isn't, and, and as opposed to enforcing, imposing your will on things, I don't yeah. know.
0: You don't fuck with anybody else's will. You you don't yeah. you don't do that.
2: So anyway, so I thought that was kind of an interesting theme that came out of of that movie. But it's a lot of the same tropes is in the craft. You know, out, outcast girl finds her powers and uses them, learns a few lessons, and life goes on.
0: Well, unless you're a Balk, and then you're strapped to the bed, and you know, you get a little, you get a tantalizing glimpse of her black underpants
2: when they inject a shot of whatever, and. She, she laughs maniacally at the air and, and it makes claims. He came to me. He
1: came to me. These are my gifts. She's so awesome. She's like strapped down. I'm never opposed to such things. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of let's move on to, did you, did you do, did, I mean, practical magic is one of those movies that if I walk out of my office after this and it's on, I will watch the whole goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'll watch it, like every day. Why? My kid loves that movie.
2: My daughter loves that movie. Even
1: yeah. Well, I love Stalker. I mean, st- I mean, the cast is you know Stalker Channing. Come on, mm-hmm. and Diane Weist. Diane Weist. <laughs> yeah. But and I just love that big headed Sandy Bullock. I don't know why. He has <laughs> like a jaw like a man, and I'm like, ooh, I love you, big jawed Sandy Bullock. Like, but why? Like, I, I love love big-jawed doing- <laughs> Sandy I should be going for Nicole Kidman. She wears booty hey. shorts. Like, oh know. yeah. Okay, so you know what came up
2: for me in that movie, and some of it had to do with magic. Oh, and Evan Rachel Evan Rachel Wood was in that movie. Um, she plays the daughter of right. one of Sally's daughters. Yeah, she's like teeny tiny in that movie. The that movie was about intimacy for me, and mm-hmm. and basically. Um, You know, the family curse in that movie being, you know, any man that gets close to one of the women, any of the women in that family dies. And so, you know, what does Sally, the um, Sandra Bullock character do? She she casts a spell when she's little so that she'll never meet the man of her dreams because a man with all these standards does not exist. So she'll never really fall in love. And then the other one, um, Jillian, who's played by Nicole Kidman, um, just never lets anybody get that close to her emotionally. She's, you know, like the party girl. She's the fun girl.
0: You you watch out for the witch-ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Witch-ass pussy. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) Got
1: a cauldron and a mop. It's some (laughs) witch-ass pussy. Oh, no, it's starting to take form. I just think, you know, there's something very... um, comforting about that movie too though because why do we all watch it every time it comes on it's like dirty dancing you know what I mean like it's that movie that I watch
2: because the townspeople come to accept them and they get to jump off the roof and fly in front of everybody they come out as witches instead of having to hide their power like they did like all of their lives and be condemned for it I think that's what it is And then, you know, Stockard Channing has one of the best lines, which, you know, you'll see on like all these little Etsy things that people will buy for their home, where people say, when are you going to realize that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? It rather denotes a lack of courage, which is true, but now then becomes like this hackneyed expression just to be, you know, excusing ourselves for being weirdos.
1: where. I don't want any dish towels with that shit on it, all right? That's all I'm going to say. And, Lisa, let me ask you this you walk into a house with a sign like that in it? Listen, the basic, the basic. Lisa. Yes. What about this, this, this woman? This, she wrote a book in, like, 2015, and the quote is something like, we are the granddaughters of the witches that you didn't burn. That seems to piss a lot of real witches off, and I would like to someone to edify me on that i mean um, i'm not wearing a fucking t-shirt with that on it but i just want to know the like, why is that pitch off piss off the real the granddaughters of the witches you didn't burn um we are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn yeah, so she wrote the, it was a popular fiction novel that this woman wrote okay. um in 2015 and now you see that everywhere well, cause it's,
0: I mean, because it's just fucking commodification. It's that's just what I'm saying
1: like, it's just it's just, you know, I, 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 you know, like but it's I think it's just intrinsically linked with, like, this feminist spirit, like witchcraft, you know, like, well, sure. I mean, you know, um, it, it. although, you know, witchcraft is not
0: specifically a a a woman thing. I mean, like right. anyone across the, the spectrum can, can identify as a witch. Um, but, you know, in, in, in the, in popular thinking, because, you know, the witches were the, were the, were the healing women in the village, you know, the, the one that you went to, you know, when you needed a poultice or, or, or something. Um, but, you know, as Christianity moved in and, you know, that, that, again, that inherent fear of women, And suddenly it was just like, no, listen, no, we, 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 we don't, we don't want anybody, uh, worshiping anything other than, you know, this Trinity male male centric, which, you know, is interesting because, you know, in, in some, in some sects of Catholicism, um, it's very much, uh, Mary worship. It's very Mary centric, you know, our lady of Guadalupe, you see that a lot, the maiden, the mother, the crone. Yeah, the yeah, crescent so,
2: one way, the full, and then the crescent the other. Right, right. One. I love so, that tattoo.
0: It. I mean, so it is in some ways. It's very. It's very uh, woman centric. Um, and you know, and and like you guys were saying before, like right now, there's definitely an attack on women identified. Um, you know, it's.
1: I just, I just feel like you know, just like what you were saying, just like. Previously, Lisa, about you know you don't have to be a woman. It's it, you know it's everyone on the spectrum, and I think you know modern. It seems to me like modern witches or modern witchcraft really pushes back on that heteronormative thing, and I'm 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 glad to see that. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. Like um, and I and I think anytime that this like like we're talking about witchcraft following you know our, our political or our popular culture of the decades, how it has changed, how it's represented in popular culture over the decades. And I and I definitely, I really think people are grasping right now, you guys. I mean, I think gra- people are grasping. I think yeah. people are feeling a sense of doom as we're going into winter, especially here where we live in New England, right. but all over the globe and everywhere that's suffering with well, the pandemic. And I do think um, of, you know, the witch or whatever as just, being fluid being a fluid there's an attack on
2: human rights all all humans rights and you know humans meaning male female all of the humans and you gotta worry about your human rights i mean these are human rights so anybody who's been you know marginalized in their life and 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 had to have their rights looked at by legislation i'm
1: accelerating like because we got when you're caretaking everything's so crazy you know and and so we just like we forgot how old Holt was <laughs> we lost like the entire year of his life yeah. like so like that one I, over there how old is he I, I signed him up for um outdoor initially we had thought perhaps You know, there was a chance the boys would go to school in the fall back when we were happy thinking, you know, (laughs) in like May or something. We thought maybe. And um, so I signed my my youngest up for preschool. And then the nanny was like, Melissa, Holt is two. And I was like, no, he's not. I don't even know how old my fucking kid is. All right. Where was I going with this? Oh. What were we talking about? we <laughs> are talking about rights and, oh. You know, so anyway, people. I stepped on the gas because um, I am fearful. Okay. When, when, uh, you know, Ruth, oh, Ruth hung on for a long time when she yeah. died and, and this woman that he's trying to push in, although nobody knows what's happening now, but you know, we had to call our lawyer because I haven't adopted Holt yet. And so if federal marriage is taken away, I as the non-biological mother am fucked. Even though, even though we're married, I still have to adopt my own children. So we're trying to push that through Norfolk Court right now right. to get that through before it's taken away. So that's like a really real fear for for me that my son. So like when we go like before federal marriage, like we would have to carry um a sheaf of papers with us everywhere. If we're going to Maine, I've got to have a thing that says before I adopted Wyatt, like I had to have a thing that says um, if something happens to Amanda, I can make medical decisions for my son. I can, you know, but you know, we're carrying around like a fucking stack of legal papers every time we go on a vacation. Yeah. So that's what it's like. So yeah. We're
0: we're in fuck shit territory and we need the teen witches to it's been yeah, so Lisa, bring us out of this. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. stand the big old jawbone. Let's get back to it. Well, I mean, I'm just always going back to the craft because to me, it was it, it was like such a, um, an identifying. Movie of that time, I mean, it's quintessentially mid 90s because you know, you're talking about Riot Girl, and uh, you know, I think the
2: Delia's catalog was a big thing. (laughs) Remember Delia's? I mean, yes, oh, yeah, that was
1: what. So, Practical Magic was 1998. Were you guys where I was wearing, uh, let's see, 1990s, I would be having on like a Roxy or Billabong surf t shirt that only covered like half my. Stomach (laughs) and I had a lot of honk jewelry. um, Remember? I I remember those. I do. Yes. I just remember, I remember a lot of like.
0: cheap silky like long skirts and like little dresses with the cap sleeves like very like very silky
2: like you know flower patterns right Dresses with those little
1: flowers I
2: wore wore, like a lot of scooter skirts with tights and like the big chunky heels
1: Mary Janes yeah Mary Janes I guess I'm like not in this I was like wearing like the same shit I'm wearing right now because I'm a lesbian I've had the same t-shirts for 30 years I just um don't buy anything unless it's like Melissa's yeah. aesthetic Melissa's aesthetic
0: has always oh. been dyke gym teacher. I mean that's like, like oh. dyke hippie gym teacher. Oh, hey, listen. Betty no, Bundley you know what? What? was the Dyke gym teacher. The Come gym te-
2: the gym teachers that the gym, gym teachers that I knew that we were, we were rumored to be gay were the polo shirts and they were very smart looking. They were very smart looking.
1: Do I look smart?
2: well i know
1: that you're smart <laughs> no i was um i was in the polo shirt tree torn sect but when uh i met mary ellen who was actually from the city like as soon as like we got together she literally uh, this is not a lie she went through my closet <laughs> no birkenstocks were allowed for me she, I had, like, a, a sweater dress. Remember those? I do. <laughs> sweater dress. I do. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, she removed all my polo shirts. I had, like, nine pairs of Trier torrents with all the different stripes. And that was it. I just went to become a, b- only wore black, just a black wearing. You went dress. to the
2: dark side.
0: Right, right. With the craft, I mean, it, you had, you had, Firuza, who was the the you know pure goth yeah. you know hot topic <laughs> yeah <She's a laughs> like that topic b like neo-victorian mall goth um <laughs> like look and then and then poor robin Tunney, who had that terrible wig like she just had the worst wig because she she, she was coming off of um uh, what's that fucking movie um where she shaved her head uh, Empire Records. Empire Records. That's so she had great. shaved her head in Empire Records. No, w- go back and watch the craft and look at Robin's hair.
1: Oh, man.
0: Look at to. Robin's like really shitty,
1: really shitty lace front. Like it's a bad, bad wig. It's a bad wig. I'm not good at spotting. Um, so my ex-partner was a hairdresser. My best friend's wife is a hairdresser and they I cannot spot a fucking fake piece of hair lisa like the toupee could be like fucking crooked and i'd be like that's not real like i'm so no 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 watch no go back
0: go back all and, right, look and look, go back and look at robins close ups and you will see all right i'm going to look
1: at that crookedy wee okay you will know <laughs> it's, it's bad it's some bad hair did anyone think about it for did anyone think about the movie um the witch oh yeah oh yeah of course. I um, mean, that's...
0: Sorry, Lisa. You know, uh, Thom- Thomason is definitely a... a, a the, you know, it, it, again, it's the same story. You know, she's basically bearing all the responsibility for her family. You know, um, she's the oldest. Her her brother is starting to, like, get some, some inappropriate feelings. feels for her. Um, you know, she's responsible for... the the baby, she's responsible for all of this stuff, you know, everything's settled on her. They talk about at one point, you know, selling her off to another family, you know, she's just disposable. She's utterly disposable. And, you know, ultimately she's the last one standing and- Or floating. Or floating and, (laughs) and, you know, and, and comes into her and comes into her power that way with, uh, you know, writing her name and writing her name in Black Phillip's book there.
1: I love that movie and to your listeners Lisa I would suggest because because the um dialogue is so tricky because that dialogue obviously is old English and it's almost like you some people I put the subtitles on to mm-hmm. watch that movie I found it like really I had a great viewing of it when I put headphones on so huh. I could really zone in on that um dialogue nerd alert and um Hey, listen, I have I have the soundtrack on vinyl. It's on this, like, marbled oh, vinyl. So I just, Lisa, really, in the end, I love that movie because um, it's so authentically steeped in everything. I mean, if you, the, the sets they built, so just like it would, I mean, that was a really well-done set settings and all that um, dialogue was taken, some from actual transcripts, of trials yeah and also from sermons and uh <laughs> right so all, all that dialogue was pulled from different writings and stuff and it's just so crazy to me to think of being in that time like pre-science pre yeah yeah and, you know, and this- there's
0: And the shit that they would make up about witches, you know, in in these witch hunter books, you know, like she she took the baby and it's and, you know, it's pureed baby on her broom so that she can fly like pureed baby. You got to you got to kill an infant and smear its, you know, innards all over you in order to. Yeah, I mean, like that's, you know, the old christian you know this is what this is what witches do they 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 kill your babies and then they they dance around naked and and you know which you know okay listen if that's your thing i i personally don't dance around naked
2: who who would
1: come up with that
2: who would come up
1: with that? Not dance naked around all the time. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> That's called dance party at my house. <laughs> Woo-hoo! No, the uh,
2: the the thing with that was um, they they filmed that in Canada and Robert Eggers, who was the director of this, was actually brought up in New Hampshire, I, I believe. Or he's from New Hampshire, and he wanted to do the movie in the United States, but there was something with the tax laws that you know didn't make it advantageous for him. So he tried to recreate the New England. And set there and he remembers going to Plymouth Plantation um, on field trips when he was a kid so he was very inspired by all of that but yeah I mean I mean there are so many themes in that the, the psychology of the Puritans you know fascinating
0: yeah oh yeah it's pure Calvinist like you know like they, they were so he was so religious that he got banished from his own parish
1: right Like, and I just, like, imagine, like, being afraid of your own thoughts. mm. Like, to be fearful that God is listening to your thoughts and that they're always punitive. Like, they're always going to be punished for something. Right. Um, So, you know, ultimately the end of that movie. And I
0: remember the first time, the first time I went to see that movie, um, I saw it with... um, pretty sure I saw it with Kevin. I saw it with, uh, Felicia and, uh, and my friend Dan Petschy and, you know, and Dan, Dan and I worked together at the time and like, we, we saw the movie and like we would just have arguments back and forth about the ending of the movie. And initially, initially I was just like, all right, that ending is just, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling that ending, but the more I watch it, because I mean, I, I am equally obsessed with that movie as I am with, (laughs) as I am with the lighthouse.
2: Um, Ah! can
1: we you do a mean, show on
2: just the lighthouse <laughs> yeah. same people same same director right same, same i have a people. lot of theories so. yeah I'm, I'm
0: sure you do about the big <laughs> the big massive mermaid vagina a lot of
1: theories go on lisa sorry
0: <laughs> no now i'm stuck in mermaid vagina
1: um mermaid, <laughs> mermaid vagina <laughs>
2: Get a bucket
1: and a mop for that. It wouldn't mermaid. be much different than some of the vaginas I found right at the midway queryoki. Okay, There's some mermaid vaginas up in that piece after dancing all night. All right, you know what I'm saying? What do you oh. call 100 lesbians, blind lesbians, in a tuna fish factory? A frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So there, I know all about mermaid vagina. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs> sorry. I'm. Sorry. I don't know where the fuck I was
2: going. Now. <laughs> and we love you for this. We love you for many. Uh, you
1: were. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm so fucking. <laughs> about, <laughs> talking about. Uh, I'm so fucking sorry. I've been so good, Lisa. I've been so good. I've been waiting my turn and shit. It was something, something about
0: the witch. (laughs) Oh, the ending, the ending. ending. And Dan There we go. Back on track. (laughs) Dan (laughs) Petsche and I arguing about the ending. He thought the ending was fine. I, I had problems with it. But now the more that I watch it, the more it's just like, well, yeah, she's, you know, she's she's coming into her own. She's, yeah. you know, she's, she's above it and, and, and out of it. And it's, it's just a release from that stifling, Calvinistic, um, barren, gray. I mean, because everything in that movie is just like gray, oh, yeah, gray, it's like all gray, raining and mud and fucking, yeah. ugh, everyone's filthy. And, yeah, but that's even, how it was. Even the creepy, like fat little twins, there's nothing like pink and ruddy about
1: them. They're just they're like the worst. <laughs> they're terrible. Why are they so annoying? <laughs> like they're like Chris and Corey from Flowers. No, Corey and Carrie from Flowers in the Attic. It's like fucking Corey, man. Just die. I <laughs> eat the donut. Eat if the I... fucking donut, man. And little big-headed Carrie from all the arsenic. Too bad. Like. All right. Right. Like yeah, you girls know those books by heart, right? Oh, I, I don't. But yeah, no, I don't. no. I, I indulged in that. I indulged in that. Oh shit. dude. Yin, yeah, you should go, don't, don't waste your pandemic. Get on that. You I know, know. I gotta, gotta cry. I, I, I gotta, I gotta
2: read, a, I gotta read something other than instructional manuals on, you know, catching a baby.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to mix that up with some VC Andrews. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. That's like a yeah. nighttime read for you. Just start with flowers yeah. in the attic. Yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, like those
2: those twins. If you had little brothers and sisters like that, what would you have done to them? I would do a blanket party. I'd have a blanket party for them. I'd be like, I don't know who beat you up. Nobody saw you. Nobody saw anybody. All mm-hmm. twins are weird. Don't go, don't go, don't go screaming about me. Well, no, not maybe all, maybe all or a black or anything about. But if I have to hear that song about Black Philip again, I will smack it out of you. No, I love Black Philip. No, that no. When they do the thing, you can Black watch Phillip. Just
1: like shut the hell, up. Black oh. Philip. No, I that. watch that tonight. Actually, yeah. No, I, I watch think. The Witch tonight. Yeah. So, like, we can talk
2: about American Horror Story: Coven. That, so much. yeah, they they show up a lot in that whole right, and that's and that's another you know sort
0: of lesson. Like I'm going to use my witchcraft to bring this nice boy back, and you know he
1: ends up getting like the wrong dick. That's my favorite season of a, One of my favorite seasons. Coven of Coven is pretty fucking awesome. It I, has you know, Stevie Nicks in it, yo, like. Angela Bassett and Stevie
2: Nicks. Come on.
0: Angela Bassett's badass. I love her in that. Angela Bassett. Yeah, I mean the cast the cast is is flawless. You know, Frances Conroy as uh Myrtle Myrtle Snow, the the Balenciaga. Yeah, if, I, if I'm going to be burned at the stake, that's that's definitely, you know.
1: And I also there's so many um so there's American horror story and also uh, sadly, I guess I hate to mention it because of that transphobic whore, J.K. Rowling, but we do have to... Harry Potter's got to be in there. Yeah. Transphobic She's, whore. Uh, transphobic horror. She is the absolute worst. What the
0: fuck? Does, she doubles down. Like, I mean, I wasn't super... Uh, Harry Potter What I mean, by the time the Harry Potter books came out, I was in my 20s, yeah. and I think I read a couple of them and, and appreciated the fact that they were for the kids in my life, what, uh, the wrinkle and time books were That's for right. me. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm not going to take away from the, the good that those stories did, um, and how a lot of people in a certain, of a certain age, Feel very empowered by those books, um, and by you know it's it's the Joseph Campbell. It's it's the legend. You know every every generation has their like sort of Joseph Campbell uh, you know myths and heroes. And you know for me it was definitely Star Wars and you know Wrinkle in Time. And yes, so you yeah, know yes. I don't want to I don't want to take away from that. You know the the magic of it and and you know the but, belief
1: in magic but she is i mean she's awful i can't believe so she just uh, released um a, a, one of her novels under what, what her other pen names some yeah. sort of, and wow she really doubled down lisa i mean she she's now just like openly like openly transphobic and she built this universe which you know, there's a theme park in fucking Florida, I know. That, you know, like this is a huge, and for someone like her to be, uh, you know, a single mom, someone who was, um, you know, not financially well off. And, and she was like a big success story. It was like a nice story right now. It's like, what a twat. She just doubles down
0: on the, you know, you have a dick. You know, like she just, she won't, she won't let go of, of that. And, you know, when she, and when she posted the link to the, you know, this witch doesn't burn sort of t-shirt. And when you, when you follow through the link to this woman's um, website, it's all of this hellacious anti-trans, like buttons and slogans. And yeah, yeah. And that, that was the latest thing. And it's just like, you know what? Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, uh, up about your feminism. It's, it's separating the art from the artist, which is hard to do when someone is
2: as deeply unpleasant as she is. Okay, I want to talk about Hermione for a second. All right, All right. Yeah. Hermione Granger. Do we like her? She's a very polarizing figure amongst really? people that I talk to because some people hate that she's like this little know-it-all. I know a guy who said that he would never, he never wanted to hit a kid until he saw Hermione Granger. Oh, a man said that? What a shocking surprise. <laughs> I personally didn't have a problem with her. She was able to hang with
1: the guys. She was able to like, you know. She's like the smartest one. Yeah. That, and she comes by it from hard work, not like Harry Potter, who's born yeah. I mean, she, she, you know, it's like,
0: she's not from a line of witches. She just, she comes into her power. However, she came into her power. Um, yeah. Mud blood. Mud blood. Mud blood. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. It's, it's just like, you know, like, how can you talk about, you know, like here's she, she's being, right. she's being bullied for being a mud blood and, and you're up there just doubling down on. She's a bully about people on your anti-trans stuff. And uh, you know, I, it's not, it's not for me to talk about. Like I, I am, I am a, a sish woman through and through, but I I can see, I can see the stuff that she's saying. And then especially lately now, when she linked to that terrible, awful fucking website with like the most hateful shit, you know, on t-shirts and buttons. And I'm just like, no, no. I mean, I, I I'm not even going to attempt to like see where you're coming from anymore because, like, y- you know, you're just, you're just awful. You're just a garbage person, and you know, and I'm sorry for that, and I'm sorry for the people who, who really, truly, um, are connected to that, that universe. You know, that that really drew comfort and empowerment from those characters. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want. I don't want to say that, you know, that that's taking away from it. I mean, like those, those, those characters now exist, you know, in, in sort of a separate world from, from her. Um, you know, she, she birthed those characters, but, you know, I think they, they stand alone now and they are their own thing. Um,
1: but she's, she's terrible. I'm sorry. She's terrible. Uh, I I think, you know, I am a queer and, um, you know, I hear what Yin said. Yin had said that she had stepped back. So I'm assuming that those books were important to you, Yin, or those films or whatever, or maybe your daughter, um, or your son, but I stepped away from, I
2: stepped away from J.K. Rowling's when I heard about all of that, because I'm like, ah, you know, I I can't, I'm not, I'm I'm not getting, I'm not engaging with this, with this person anymore. You
1: know, I mean, Lisa, I understand like being a writer myself, like I understand like, you know, what you're saying, like we have to separate you know, the artist from the art, like, and that's, you know, sometimes difficult to do, but I will say, um, having recently been a children's librarian, um, oddly, uh, I'm not sure that, you know, and I turned to those movies. I, I was also way too old Lisa for those books and movies. I didn't read them for many, many years later when I had my, my older children, um, and started to read them aloud to them and the movies were important, were important because, um, the way she wrote that universe, like the characters age up like in a natural progression with your children. So, you know, that's what we did with Greta and Elliot, you know, here's the movie one, here's book, one, you know, and you can kind of do this, but you know, now with my two, my younger children, um, I'm not certain that I will introduce them to Harry Potter. I might just yeah. fucking skip that because there is a whole world of juvenile fantasy fiction. That's amazing now that we don't, like when I was growing up, it was like, I C.S. Lewis or Tolkien, and that's what you yeah. got. But I, I think for Wyatt and Holt, I might. I mean, they'll do whatever the fuck they want. But I'm certainly not going to. I don't think I'll introduce those books to them because I think she's a twat. Yeah. And I, as a queer, I just cannot. I can't have this. Yeah. And that's that's what I have to say. Is she? I, and I wonder for future generations if Harry Potter will still reprint and sell. And and people will continue to because I think there is a real movement for us to support trans people and any marginalized people right now. We're they're in a fight for their lives, okay? Everyone's in a fight for their lives right now, and I certainly don't have time for that billionaire English twat to like fucking talk about that. Women, you know, women with dicks. Who the fuck does she think she is? Big fucking deal. You don't get to come for a whole group of people because that's using your privilege, yeah, and your power to denigrate and that's fucked up so fuck you jk rowling boom i'm gonna drop (laughs) my microphone listen man i'm gonna tell you what there's three crones sitting here okay (laughs) we are are, we are we are in the crone stage we are just because you bitches still have working ovaries don't mean nothing (laughs) (laughs) listen mine are sputtering out man they're sputtering out it know, the best thing that will ever happen to you besides the sweating, insomnia. All right. I got a tip. Bamboo sheets, man. Bamboo <laughs> sheets. Like, like if you wake up
0: with like all, all hot and sweaty, my friend Shay turned me on to the bamboo sheets. They're expensive. But man, you stay nice and cool. Bamboo
1: sheets. I like Do they my have at, the did they have them at TJ Maxx? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Our Listen. income isn't what it once was. During
0: there the- are things that I will spend money on, like this oh. fucking mask.
1: <laughs> oh man, fucking alien mask! It's face hugger. It smells so good because it's like I know what it smells like. Oh my god! I you paid a lot for that motherfucker. I,
0: I I paid I paid a nice sum, but she was nice enough to let me do it in in installments. But now you're the coolest kid on the block. I mean, I'm the coolest fucking kid on the block, anyway. True. I will True. own that shit, and 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 really working, really being on the the Cabot tradition path has been extraordinarily empowering for me.
1: And like, I will own my coolness a lot I, more I, now. No, this is um, very interesting because I know you from a. a a different place lisa for many years now um and i've heard you talk about your childhood and tween and teen years like so so much over the years you know um and i'm sure you could tell my story as well and uh it's so nice and interesting to hear you feeling so in jubilation at your you know seeking within and then and then manifesting it out like it seems like like you've just changed into a different person not you know do you know what I mean I mean it as a compliment yeah no I, I mean, mean just to hear you say that to hear you say I'm the coolest kid on the block well that's not something I might always heard, have heard you say do you know what I'm saying yeah so it's pretty awesome
0: yeah. I mean, you know, there, I'm, I, I'm, there are things that I'm always going to struggle with, but, um, you know, I think, uh, the last couple of years, like losing a job and then being unemployed for a while, which ended up, you know, bringing me to Salem to volunteer at, a uh, House of the Seven Gables and spending so much time in Salem and getting to know some of the witches there. Um, and then, you know, with the pandemic hitting, and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm home all the time and I have an opportunity to take these classes. You know, I, I may as well. Um, in some ways, like as, as difficult as, as the last six, what is it? Where i going, does six or seven months of this shit yeah. now you know, it's, it's definitely been challenging and I won't lie. I mean, I've had some dark nights of the soul over this. um, But, you know, it's really important for me to hold on to a structure and to have structure to my day. I don't, work in my pajamas you know I put a fucking bra on in the morning I'll at least do my eyebrows I don't have them on today but <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my eyebrows man that's like the thing that like oh I, man yeah like the older you get then like yeah my mom has like no eyebrows so like just I'm just draw those to- bitches in just draw those bitches in I draw them in that's the yeah. thing you know, but I'll at least you know if, if I'm if I'm at work and I know I'm gonna have like back-to-back zoom meetings I'll at least put my fucking eyebrows on but you I- know But getting back to like the structure and the routine, um, which has been very important for me so I don't lose my goddamn mind in all of this, Um, I think. And it's sort of the same thing with thing with, with Catholicism. Like you know, as, as much as many problems as I have with the with the Catholic Church as an entity, uh, the Mass itself was always very comforting for me because I knew what to expect and I knew what was coming next and ritual. And that's sort of the same thing with witchcraft when you're when you're actually really working uh, a spell. And there there are there are steps to to all of that. And yeah, I mean. I'm not going to, you know, be like, woo woo, everyone should be a witch. But um, I I do think woo woo, everybody should find that um, that power and that structure within themselves to, you know, keep them from day drinking. You know, self-sabotage you're going to engage in.
1: Um, Put a bra on, Mm -hmm. make your bed. I think that uh, actually that is a perfect ending to this. I, I mean, I honestly do. I think what you're saying is, you know. We're talking, I mean, this was ostensibly, which we didn't seem to talk too much about teen witches or young witches, but we kind of did. Yeah. But I think the backdrop, you know, of this podcast and our lives and what we're dealing with right now, everybody globally with the pandemic and and especially, you know, in America, unrest and whatnot, that, yeah, let like move inward and find the light for yourself. You know, witch, not witch. No, I'm not a witch, but I made an altar for my mom and it made me feel connected you know, to ancestors. I got my brothers on there. I've got, you know, it's just turned into this, this thing and we've decided to keep it, you know, we're moving to Maine in the spring and we've decided to take this altar and set it up everywhere we go now. So that's something that we're taking away from this. And I think that um, what you just said is, is spot on. And also I'd like to end by saying that JK Rowling is a cunt. (laughs)
2: I, I like that we have this, tra- we have our own traditions on this show. We've got Fucky Corey Feldman. Yep. Now we've got J.K. Rowling's. Is That's cunt. the new one. That's the new Raleigh one. J.K.
1: Rowling is a cunt. J.K. Yeah. Rowling's is a cunt. Yeah, just be your own guru. Be your own light. All that? hail, Feruza I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for um, inviting me and to continue to include me yeah, on Stay Scary. I really um, enjoy... Uh, just being an asshole on the radio and also, um, listening to you guys. I love, I love horror. I love, I love all things horror. This is our high season. Oh, and the boys this year, why it wants to be Nosferatu. Ah! Cause I have a Nosferatu nice. tattoo. Remember when Fat Rams used to do the $31 tattoos on Halloween? Yeah. So many, many years ago, this was a Halloween uh, $31 tattoo. And the baby wants to be Frankenstein. So, like, I am so fucking psyched that they don't want to be, like, Lightning McQueen or some bullshit. So they want to be scary shit. And I feel like my work here is almost done. He wants to be Nosferatu. What the fuck else do I need to do? Besides (laughs) not read him Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right. Don't, don't that.
1: Take us out, Lisa. Uh yeah. Well, I mean, we don't really have anything to promote. I mean, I have nothing. Oh, else uh, to, um, I could use if you would like to mail checks to me and uh, DM <laughs> me.
2: Um, I'll promote I'll promote if you are knocked up and you're having a baby and you want somebody to be on your side the whole way through, check me out.
1: Sure. Yep. So I, I will say up. that we had a doula for Wyatt's birth because my parents were living in this house and I didn't know what the fuck my mom would react to like my wife being in labor and stuff. So um, I was very glad that we did that for our first baby. And I recommend it for all a doula is just an excellent thing to have. Yeah. So somebody call you in and, and let it reach into your veg Pull out a baby. She'll,
0: pull, she'll, she'll, she'll work your mermaid pussy. Not really what a doula does. No. I'm, I'm everything of the waist. I'm everything. That's, that's all. I just wanted to say badge <laughs> and your name. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, so if you're going to have a baby, uh, Yin will hypno birth, like whatever the fuck it is that you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have nothing going on but this. So uh, yeah, listen, listen, rate us, you know, wherever you're you're listening to. But the biggest way you can help us is by telling other people to listen. And we are on uh, all the social media platforms. You can look us up there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, stay scary.
1: (laughs) Stay scary, bitches. Stay scary, witches. We're back. There's
0: animals. There's a monster in the house. There's a monster.